soundstripe. This is my second season of Conversation with Dr. Pope. And I know I said I wasn't gonna do any more political shows, but, but I have the opportunity to talk to F.J. Jones. Now, some of you may not know her. And first I wanna know, and I wanna say right now I have a little echo, so if people are wondering, do I hear an echo? It's cause I'm extra loud and I'm working on it. But F.J., what does F.J. stand for? <laughs> You know, that's incredibly funny because there are people who have known me for years and have no idea what my first name is. Keep talking. <laughs> but uh, my first name is actually Fataya. And um, so I actually started using FJ when Facebook came out because I didn't want to put Fataya Jones on Facebook. So I just kind of shortened it and used my initials. But everybody still called me Fataya. But once I got into politics, it was actually the party chair at the time who was struggling to say Fataya. And so since I was already FJ on Facebook and she didn't really know me outside of that, she started calling me FJ. And that's exactly what stuck. So I've been FJ ever since I've been a member of the Democratic Party. The FJ is actually easy to identify, it's, and it, it also it hides your your gender. It does. Um, when when I first started running, I thought it was awfully funny because I never thought about any of these things. When I was named FJ, right, I never thought about. Um, what gender people thought I was, what ethnicity people thought I was. I never thought about those things. It was just a name that was easy for people to remember because at that point I was not running for office. But um, once I started to put FJ on the ballot or FJ started to emerge as a candidate, um, I did start to realize that a lot of people thought I was a man. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry, but I think I'm that's like, a we good gonna thing. Have to, we're going to have to fix that. So <laughs> a lot of marketing material, when we first started out, I made sure that I put my face on that marketing material so that people would, A, would know that I was a woman, that I was actually um, female. And it, there were times when people would correspond with me via email, and I would be referred to um, in, the, in the he, him, his pronouns. So I was okay with it. I, that just told me that the person who was corresponding with me didn't know who they were talking to. Do you mind sharing, how many times have you ran for this position? Well, I'm running for Brazoria County Justice of the Peace here in Precinct 4. And this is actually my second time running for the position. In Brazoria County, in Precinct 4, we actually have two JPs in the precinct. One sits in the southern part of the county and one sits in the northern part of the ah. county. So in 2018, I actually ran for Justice of the Peace in Precinct 4, but place 2, which that seat is in West Columbia. And so now I'm running for place 1, and that seat is actually in Manville. Okay, now that makes a huge difference because I think location says everything in this county, in Brazoria County, because you are the best candidate. I am the best candidate. That's why you no should get your votes. That. And I think sometimes people get caught up on the racial issue. 
But I, I do believe that there should be representation in gender. I think we need more females in office in Brazoria County. We don't have very many females serving in any area in Brazoria County. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I will say this, uh, both JPs in Brazoria County and Precinct 4 are actually women. Oh, so wait, that's meaning this, that there can be a room for another woman? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so that's absolutely. good, because I think sometimes we don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't think about this, so it's, I find it difficult, and I hate it's unfortunate all of you are running in the same area. It's actually um, female representation in Brazoria County. Um, I can think of two Who? female judges. Um, That's it, though. Two female judges in Angleton, um, Judge Lori Rickard. Mm -hmm. um, she's um, county court at law um, four. Okay. And I know that Judge Terry Holden. Holden. Mm -hmm. Um, down in actually county court at law number one. She's, I believe, about to retire and her unexpired term is, okay. on, the, is on the ballot. But after that? Um, no. That I know that the tax assessor um, who just recently oh, yeah. retired from that, si that situation, uh, Rovin Garrett, and she just ran um, for House District 25 in the primary. Unfortunately, she didn't make it. But um, we had a female tax assessor for a very long time. Yeah, but that's common. For some reason, women can get into the tax assistance office. Don't know what that's about. Maybe they know we're good with money. We count them. No, they know we're good with that. <laughs> but I think it's fabulous because what would be your job is the justice of the peace. Because I, I think sometimes, too, we don't know what we're voting for people to do. Tell us, what's the, what, are you, what would you be doing, and why do you think you're the best woman or person for the job? So... The JP, that is actually the most asked question on the campaign trail. What is the, what is the JP? And I simply ask, answer it with a question. I say, have you ever gotten a ticket before? And people say, yeah. Yep. So you went for the judge? They say, yep. Yeah. I said, that's a JP. The JP is the, ta the traffic um, court um, presider. That person also deals with um, landlord-tenant disputes. They are also the small claims case dispute um, presiding officer. And... This September, we just had um, an increase. It used to be up to $10,000 in small claims cases. Now it's $20,000 in small claims cases. So now the JP court is going to become um, a bit busier. We are also people that marry folks. I also laugh That's and joke <laughs> and say, you know, I can get you in, but I can't get you out. <laughs> so. Well, see, this is what I'm talking about. You, to me, when I say you have evolved, your confidence level, the way you, to me, have changed and you know your stuff. You know, you talk to candidates and sometimes they really don't know what they're running for. They have no idea why they're running for it, but they want to be in office. And I get that. I get that. I, I know. But I see you serving. You serve, though. You, you're, 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 since I've been really following you, you've created some uh, platforms on Facebook, I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but I want you to go back to the question as to why do you think you should be the justice of the peace? I mean, you know exactly what your responsibilities will be. You already, I already hear what you say, we, which tells me you already see yourself in the position. Mm -hmm. I can tell that. I can tell that the day you came in, uh, I forgot what, what party we had in, in uh, Angleton at the lot. Mm -hmm. You came in with such like, yeah. I am the I am the one. This is it. Yeah, I, I felt it. I felt it, and it resonated with me. And I think if people could talk to you, they would see why they need to vote for you. 
Absolutely. Because they can hear the confidence. You're not coming in, well, you know, I just want to do something. No, no. You know, I very rarely talk about this aspect, but many years ago, um, I actually sat down. I've, I've actually, um, I've been sitting on my HOA for the last six years. Um, I've also, I'm also the president of the MUD in my subdivision. Um, and those are elected positions. I mean, the MUD actually, um, it goes on the ballot. It's usually a May election. Um, we didn't have a contested race this time and my seat was up and nobody ran against me. So thank you very much for the Okay, program. so you are still, you serve in a capacity. I already serve in a capacity. Okay, that might work. That's the answer. president of the board. <laughs> Leadership in action. So, but, um, I went, running for JP wasn't an accident. It wasn't, you know, well, I think I'm gonna just pick that seat. No, 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 not for me. It was not an accident. I sat down, I looked at the elected positions in the county because I had already been serving my community and I kind of just thought that this was a natural progression. So I looked at the skills and the requirements of each position and I said, what position that is it that I can run for that I'm already qualified to do, that I already have a set of skills that I can lend to this position. Mm -hmm. And so why the JP? Most people have no idea. They, 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 they wonder, they, do you have a real job? Yes, I have a real job. <laughs> I have a regular job. And so, and actually I'm what you called an educational diagnostician. Oh. And so I test children for special education. That's, that's really what it is. Most people, very, a very select group of people actually know who I am when I walk through the door. But JPs and uh, educational diagnosticians, they do the same thing. Ooh. They take a situation, they look at a certain set of circumstances, evidence brought to the table by who? Parents, teachers, mm -hmm. JPs, by litigants, right? And they look at it and they make a decision based on the law. So in the, in the JP court, I'm making a decision based on the law in a case. That's right. But I'm diagnosed and learning disabilities based on what the commissioner's rules say a learning disability actually is. Yep. So I take the law and I apply it every day. Every day. You know, I have to sit down, do, I don't know a parent that wants to hear that there's something not quite right about their kids. Right. So I have to deliver bad news to mm -hmm. parents on a regular basis with a certain level of compassion. And I'm quite sure that when I get in this JP court, I'm going to have to deliver some news to somebody <laughs> that they're not going to particularly want to hear. And, you and, and, and I don't care who you are, there is a skill set to saying things to people that they don't want to hear without making them enraged. Ooh, you know what? I, I'm going to have to write that. Interject. You know, I think you said a mouthful. One, how you handle people. I think the person who is, like you said, the one who's marrying me should be the kind, and the one who's telling me, yeah, we're gonna have to make, make some, you may have to move, you may have to have other things happen. I, I think that's so critical that how we are treated with respect is so, so important in those positions. And I'm glad that hearing you say, you can see, because I'm a special ed teacher, so if I'm a special ed teacher, I could. So you know exactly oh, what yeah. it does. When you said it, I was like, oh, that resonated. You know, because a lot of teachers, too. And I think that's another thing. Teachers, we don't know very many of us who have transitioned from education into political arenas mm -hmm. and other areas. Uh, State Representative Stephanie Thompson was a teacher. Yes, sure. a, a lot of people who are serving, teachers have that mentality. Now, you're not a teacher anymore, but I'm saying it's still service. We're service-minded. 
And so that, that now makes more sense to me that you would choose to continue to go from your, your mud position and say, let me go to the next level of service. That makes sense. And then for you to say, yeah, I've already dealt with laws. I know how to read, interpret, make decisions on the spot. But I also like the fact that when you said everything that you, why you chose to go to that particular office. Mm -hmm. Because I just, I'm like, I don't know if I want to wake up and say, I'm going to be just at peace. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, you know, I have I'm, never had anybody say that to me. Yeah, but yeah, I can see how that might be a problem. Yeah, you know, you, when you choose to, when you choose to vote, just to go, go for it. I, I realized when I was doing the city council thing, my children asked me, they said, Mom, are you sure you want to be a city council member? And I said, why? And they said, the meetings were boring. And I had to really sit there and go, yeah, every Monday, every other Monday, I would be sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see yourself doing this every other Monday? And guess what? I didn't run again, did I? Mm -hmm. Now, you said you ran for office twice. And I think in my mind, it seemed like you've been running longer than twice. So <laughs> when did you start running this year? Because I think you were running, seemed like, I don't, I don't think I stopped from the last okay. time. <laughs> Maybe that's why I thought it was so I, I think I tried to stop. <laughs> um, I really did. When November, it was funny because when November 2018 came, and I want y'all to remember this, you know, being a Democrat in Missouri County is a very difficult thing. It's a very difficult thing because uh, we haven't had a Democrat win a, win a county race in like 20 years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not an easy feat to step out in, into Brazoria County as a Democrat. But um, when you are called to serve, mm. when you know that you are stepping in his divine grace, when you are working in your divine assignment, people ask me all the time, where do you get the energy from? And I have to honestly say, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm so glad you said that because see, I have another issue. I'm going to bring it up. I think it's perfect time. People tend to think Democrats are not conservative. Oh. So, <laughs> I heard you speak about calling. I know right off the bat, when I hear that, we're talking to Christians and uh, believers. Yes. So, I'm going to have to ask, because I've determined this year for the first time, I realized African Americans are more conservative yes, than I thought. And I had to go back and realize most of us are raised in the church. Yep. So, of course, we would have conservative views. Yes, we do. If, you, if you're looking at being, meaning how we live our life, mm -hmm. do you see yourself with conservative values, or do you feel like that's not the right description for you? Because the reason we don't win elections in Brazoria County, Brazoria is very, uh, very proud of their conservative views. <laughs> well... You know, unfortunately, we have, we now um, use the word conservative as a euphemism for Republican. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and there are a lot of people who are conservative in their views, but they're not Republicans. Republicans. They're, they're completely different things. And, 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 and the thing that I tell people, because people ask me about this all the time, I'm, I'm like, do I 100% believe in everything on the Democratic platform? No, I don't. No Democrat, <laughs> no Democrat believes 
in the platform 100%. Why? Because you reserve the right to think for yourself. So, oh, that's why you might, you're going to make a good judgment. Right there. You understand. So, just because somebody's shoveling it don't mean you need to take it. <laughs> and you know what also is that you don't have to jump up and down because you disagree. Just because I might not necessarily agree with that piece of the platform doesn't automatically disqualify me from being a Democrat. That's right. It, it doesn't. I reserve the right to have my own moral value. I reserve the right to think for myself and believe what I believe. And, and that's just what it is. And, I, and that doesn't mean that just because I may not believe what you believe or I may disagree with what you say doesn't necessarily mean that now you become an enemy. That's right. That's, that's not it. At all. I, I, when I go out to these polling places and we're out there and, and, you know, the Democrats are out there and the Republicans are out there, I engage in conversation with whoever willing to engage in conversation with me. And, and being a justice of the peace, you're going to serve the community. Absolutely. No, I, I have never been in front of a judge and said, excuse me, are you a Republican or a Democrat? Absolutely. I've never asked Absolutely. a judge their political identification. And pray to God the judge never asked me. Because it don't have nothing to do with what we're talking about. I guarantee you, if you're standing in my courtroom, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, it's irrelevant. All I want to know is, do you have the evidence to back up what you're saying? That's all. Can I get some evidence? Yes. That's all I'm saying. Whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, a Libertarian, Green Party, Atheist, Catholic, Protestant, I do not <laughs> care. I don't care. I want to know is we hear about this issue right here today, and let's talk about that. And, and you know what, I'm so glad you were open, because I didn't give you questions that I was gonna, I was gonna ask you before this. And, and I did that because I think it's important to ask people on camera and off camera some things so you, that you can really get a real answer. And I think that's something that I've learned in, in, in Brazoria County. I said it when I was running, we have to work with everybody. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that you understand, you, you can work with and hear from any and everybody. This cannot continue to be a, a, a county where everything is so divided on political identification and, not, and, and we forget that conservative values are for everybody, liberal values are for everybody. It's not, like you say, it's not 100% of either ideology. It's okay to say, I think for myself. And I think that's so important. Now, as the Justice of the Peace, I do want to make sure, this is a nonpartisan position, correct? It is not. It's not? It is not. Oh my goodness. So you have to be? Yep. One. You have to declare a party for this okay. position. Yes. Oh. So how many <laughs> Democrats have won? You said how many in 20, 20, 20 years? Actually, um, the current JP is, is actually Republican. But the per she's been sitting in the seat since 1997. Oh, it's almost like the mayor. But prior to her, the person who was sitting in the seat was a Democratic mayor. Who okay. sat in that seat for, if not as long. Okay. So the good thing is, it sounds like you're, you're running in Manville. Yes, I'm running for the office in Manville on 288 and County Road. So it sounds like Manville has an open, a open mind. Absolutely. But you know, that's the thing. Precinct 4 is Precinct 4. 
Just because the seat happens to be in Manville, people in West Columbia can vote for F.J. Jones. People in Brazoria can vote for F.J. Jones. People in Sweeney, people in Old Ocean, people in Damon, people in God, Texas. People, Precinct 4 is Precinct 4. So even though you have one seat in Manville and one seat in West Columbia, all of those voters vote for, the, for both seats. They just happen to run at different times. One runs in the presidential year and one runs in the midterm year when we have the gubernatorial race. That's the only difference, but they serve the same group of people. I love this because, see, you're really informing me. And if I'm getting, uh, getting some good information, mm -hmm. I know other voters, when they see this, will also get good information because I didn't realize all of this information. I didn't know that you had to declare because the council mm -hmm. seat was supposed to be nonpartisan. Mm -hmm. And I, I know it is. When, when I voted early and everybody, you know, we, when is the last day for early voting? Last day for early voting is October 30th. Okay. So I know when I was looking on the ballot, they had NP this year uh, on, for the nonpartisan. Right. And I like that because if you were going in there looking to straight ticket, that was out. Yes, if you were out. going in there with an idea of, oh, I'm just going to vote for anybody with the R by their name or the D by their name, you, you didn't go in there. You had to come in and go, who is this person? Yep. And I think that gives everybody a fair shake. But I guess you will have a D by your name. I do. <laughs> I do have a D by, D by your name. And, and that's important in Missouri County if I'm making a big emphasis about it because I know how things are here in Perrin. But I, in my area, I can't vote for you. You're not, you wasn't on my ballot. No, you live in Precinct 2. Mm. So the boundaries of Precinct 4 start at the Beltway and 288. The only two subdivisions I have on the east side of 288 are Country Place and South Down. Everything else is on the west side of 288. I don't cross 288 again at all. So you start at the Beltway, it's like Shadow Creek, you mm -hmm. come on down to South Lake, Southern Trail, South, um, South Fork, come on down, Rodeo Palms, oh. Lakes of Savannah, um, and then you keep going on down, Sterling Lakes, you go all the way down till you get to the top of Angleton, and that's when you start going west. So. Um, so you hit West Columbia. I have the west side of Angleton, very okay. little piece of Angleton. And there's a term that some people know what it means. It's called gerrymandering. When yes, you get oh, down yes. to Lake Jackson, it's almost like they went they finale, house huh? my house. <laughs> it's, it's, I had never seen anything like it before. You could be in Precinct 4 and your neighbor could be in Precinct 1. I was like, oh, y'all couldn't have just jacked this up any more than you could have. Right? <laughs> so, um, so I have a very little bit of um of Lake Jackson, I think they call it Sugar Mill or Sugar Hill, something like that. Um, but you know, on down to Brazoria, to Sweeney, um, to Old Ocean and uh, Damon, and yeah, and I think that's pretty much it down there. And because it, it stops, like right at Lake Jackson, it doesn't go south anymore because that's when you start talking about see, this Lake Jackson so and Freeport. With you, you know all your areas. Oh. I mean, we're not talking again. This is about being smart, being intelligent, and knowing who you're going to serve. And you know who you're going to serve. I love that. I love that you are very, you are aware candidate. Some candidates, I'm telling you, I talk to a lot of people, and you go, hmm, okay. So, <laughs> but you know who you're Do going you to work with. Do you even know what you're running for? Exactly. I'm telling you, I've asked people point blank, you don't know. I've asked, why are you running? And people have said, I don't know. Ooh because they just want to get on there. I think you do have to have something in, inside of you that motivates you internally, and you have to be a servant leader, yes. servant heart. I think that's just important. As a, what, would you be there, you have to work full-time? Oh, it's a full-time full commitment. It's a full-time job. Okay, so that's great. So I mean, let's talk about integrity then. Let's go into how, how are you on, I know you're married. 
I am married. Do you want to share a little bit about your family? Because I think Absolutely. a woman's integrity can be seen in the way she's demonstrated in her personal and her professional life. You told us something about your professional, mm -hmm. so give us some of your, your personal. I have been married 17 years. He <laughs> is an outstanding man. Um, in fact, right now, he's at somebody's polling location saying vote for F.J. Jones. Yay. Um, I have two sons. One is 18, one is 16. The oldest one actually plays basketball in Iowa. Um, the younger one, he actually goes to Manville High School. Um, so, my family, my mom was actually a community activist. Unfortunately, oh. she died uh, about 17 years ago. But she was a community activist. And her whole motivation was making sure that the place that was going to imprint on me, the place that I was going to grow up in, because I was actually born in a hospital down the street from the place that I grew up. Oh. And she wanted to make sure that that place was the best place it could be. So when I started this effort, I didn't just wake up one day and say I want to be justice of the peace, right? You know, I started with the community. I started, I saw some things that I wasn't necessarily happy with, but I was also start, saw some things that I was happy with and I wanted to keep it going. Mm -hmm. um, so I started to be an activist for my community. And then I realized that I always had to go to somebody else to, to make a decision and mm. to ask because such and such happened. And I was like, well, nah, I want to be in a decision-making body because I feel like the wheels will turn a little faster yes. if that happens. Um, so I wound up running for the HOA and got on the HOA and been on there. This is now my third term. We served two-year terms, so I've been there six years. And then once I got on the HOA, because... If you're doing it right, you learn something when you keep doing it. Oh, yes. <laughs> you keep, you learn something. So I, I, so then eventually, I was like, okay, what's going on with this mud thing? Because what I noticed was that the it, not mud, like you know, rainwater mud. <laughs> I mean, like the municipal <laughs> utility district. What Thank I learned you. was that there was no communication between this other uh -huh. governing body of my community. Yeah. I'm learning that people who don't live in my community sit on this board. And make decisions. We got 1,600 houses. The board is five people. You mean to tell me we can't find five people that can run their own community? I, I don't understand that. Please explain that to me. So I started going to the mud meetings, and eventually I just started going until somebody one day, actually the engineer said to me, you know, you should really run for the mud. I said, you think so? How do I do that? Oh. Lo and behold, that meeting we was going into, the attorney started telling me how to do that. So not only did I start running, but I got my friends to run. <laughs> and now, change agent. now the mud municipal utility district that governs my community is all resident run. Yeah. The entire HO, HOA board is all resident run. We have 1,600 homes, and, and, and there are 10 people who are perfectly capable of making decisions about the place in which they live. And so service has always been important to me. You know, running for a position for some money ain't never been, you know, that has never been my thing because I, I have a job, so I'm, I'm good. And so I... I once I started to learn about this, but my profession is what actually led me to the JP side because the JP also deals with truancy. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And anybody who's been in the school district, district yep. for more than five minutes <laughs> knows Man. that truancy is a symptom of a much bigger problem. It is. 
So when I started to see that a lot of my special needs students was hitting that JP court, <laughs> I was like, man, you got these folks out here that they never touched the classroom because they would understand that there's some serious dysfunction going on. And instead of slapping people with $500 fines, because that's what the law says, maybe we can begin to help these people and figure out what's going on so that we could get these kids in school. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, I worked at a lot of schools, a lot of them high schools. And what I found with a lot of kids that wasn't coming to school, they had jobs. Yeah. They had jobs just like me and you had. Mm -hmm. They working eight hours a day. They getting out of school at four o'clock in the afternoon and they going to work and they ain't getting off till one o'clock. And then you telling them they gotta be at school at 7.30 in the morning. They tired. And then you want to know why this kids sleep in your class all the time? You know why? Because if they don't work, their family don't eat. Yeah. Now, if, if you a JP and you don't know that that dynamic is going on in the school, right? That's right. You're then how you, then what you doing? You like, you just don't want to go to school. And yeah. I'm going to slap your whole family with a $500 fine. But let me ask you a question. If you got to put your 16-year-old kid out there to work, can you afford a $500 fine? <laughs> This, it just makes, exasperates the problem. Exactly. So when you get some people in there who, who are able to walk and work with different people from walks of life, mm -hmm. when you, I love Brazoria County, but it's not the only place that I've lived, right? Yes. It's not the only place that I've lived. And it's in, in Brazoria County, and the people in Brazoria are not the only kind of people that I've ever met. Pearland is one of the fastest growing cities and one of the most diverse cities in this country. Mm -hmm. And if you are not accustomed or comfortable or know how to put your own implicit biases aside when you are dealing with people that are nothing like you, the decisions that you make about their lives can impact them in a way that's totally unnecessary. That's right. And, and so when you, when you are sitting in a position of authority, whether you're wearing a black robe or not, I realize that as a diagnostician, I make decisions that change the trajectory of children's lives. For the better. Forever. Yep, and for the better. Forever. Mm -hmm. And you do not take that decision lightly. And so you have to be, but in order to make decisions, appropriate decisions about the people you swear to serve, you have to know something about the community from which they come. That's right. And you have to be able to put yourself aside in order to Good do right by the, <laughs> the justice of the peace court is a court of equity. It's the people's court. Nobody comes to court under pleasant circumstances. Very few people. Very few people. So I don't want the people in this community to be concerned about, oh my gosh, I got to go to court. No, I actually want to help with that. I actually want to have a program, I want to call it the Know Your Rights series. One of them is, the first one is, how to, how to conduct yourself in the court. How do you access the court? What is the process by which you file a claim? What happens if somebody files a claim against you? That's really a good idea. You know, to have something, our, uh, something for the people who come in. and, and right. Even you can prepare yourself better when they get ready to face you or face whoever they have to face in the, in the system. That's a very good idea. So it sounds like to me, you have really thought about this. Oh, yeah. yeah this absolutely. is, this is, I can see. And that's why, again, I said I really had to have this conversation with you. I have been watching you and, and hearing you, and you created a program 
Um, you were having different um, candidates come on. What's the name of your program? Where the candidates you were, you had them on, they were uh, coming and talking about. I, it was uh, William Phelps. Uh, uh, he, oh he did yeah, no, I created an organization. Yes, called the Brazoria County Voter Initiative. Yes, yes. And so um, I created that organization because the voter turnout in this county was so low. Like we were, we were not voting our strength at all. Right, and so after the last election, mm -hmm. I realized that people of color, specifically black people, were leaving eighty percent of their vote power on the table. It was it was crazy. We had fifty-seven thousand African Americans in in this county. Twenty-four thousand of them actually registered to vote, and eleven thousand of them actually do. In twenty eighteen, I lost by two thousand two hundred eighty-eight votes. I know I could have found three thousand people. You, you know what? To come out and vote for me in Precinct 4. I know I could have. And, and I, I started that organization to inform people that they were leaving their voting power. And not just black people, but Hispanic people and picker people. Yeah. Any people who were not, because we have a huge non-voter turnout in this county. But I will tell you, some folks have just decided to make me out a lot because I think we, I think, is it 30%? I saw somewhere this morning that 30% of the population in this county has already been. All right, all right. So all right. I'm excited. So it's working. Huh? So it's working. Oh, oh I sincerely hope so. We're going to find out on November 4th. <laughs> I happen to see the thing that you were advertising, it was going to have some uh, uh, panelists on, and mm -hmm. they were talking, and, and I think it was a. A weekend or something. Yeah, we know. had, yeah, that was like heavy during COVID when nobody yeah. was coming out. And we had all of these people who filed for the ballot, um, especially people of color, which I thought was totally amazing because, you know, there were times when, when I first started with the party, we didn't really have any real local. Listen, candidate. I've been with the Missouri County Democrats. Now we didn't change names and things. Mm -hmm. You know, now we we uh, Pearland Democrats. We got the, <laughs> still, I think the yeah, Missouri County Democrats. Democrats you know, <laughs> but I've been in it. My son was teen. Mm -hmm. He's twenty-two. Mm -hmm. That's how I keep up. Mm -hmm. Twenty-two, and I've adopted other children's sister. They're twelve mm -hmm. and ten. Mm -hmm. I've been around, right? And I'm telling you, that was one of the biggest things we when. President Obama ran. We had more minorities then active. We learned to stay after and do the caucus. And, mm -hmm. you know, we learned like said, the power of the vote. We started, I started really learning my power. And I also learned it was important to know who I was voting for. I hated going to the polls and didn't know half the people. And that's why I joined the club. And when I saw this voter initiative, I went, yeah, this is a great way to help people know who you're voting for. Mm -hmm. You you can put the name and the face together now. You don't have to leave your house. You had it online. It was really accessible. Mm -hmm. It was hosted very well. We, I think we, he, he did a great job mm -hmm. of, mod of moderating. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. And I said, who did this? And now I'm like, oh, oh. Because one of the things I liked about Adrian, Adrian, before she ran this last time, she was doing things where she would invite us out have a lot of women come out and we would talk at the uh, La Madeleines. Yes. And you got a lot of information on the, on the people. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a great idea. Mm -hmm. I think when people see you serving mm -hmm. and doing initiatives like yours mm -hmm. with the voter initiative, we can see you serving and then it's easy to vote for you. We see you in action. And, and you know I'm not going anywhere because too many times we elect people who don't see them no more. And that's, 
That's a lot of the problem too. But I can tell you what it was. No, I ain't gonna. I, I knew that when you created all these things. That's what I'm saying. I can see you are evolving. Like even if you can see this is if this doesn't, if you don't win this round, I can still see you serve. Oh, and that's why I wanted to talk to you because I still believe I'm still out here. I didn't win either. Mm-hmm. I'm still out here. I'm still doing my thing. I want to see that continue, and like you said, for minorities, that this is where I do say where it matters about your race, your gender, your economic levels, all of these things. If you're coming to the table and you only know what you know from your little neck of the woods, you are limiting yourself. And we, not doing the people you serve any real service. No, either. we need to know everybody on the ballot. I knew Republicans and Democrats oh, yeah, this time. Too. I, I can say that I knew them. I did too. I, I've talked with them. Mm-hmm. I've had some heated conversations on Facebook with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And I really felt like, to me, on my platform today, the purpose of this was to say, there's some things I don't know about FJ. Mm-hmm. If I don't know, and I've been walking around them, mm-hmm. attending meetings, mm-hmm. then I know it's the people who don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. And I need to make sure I do my part to get that out there. And from listening to you, I learned some more today. <laughs> I am, again, more impressed because I'm like, this girl knows her stuff. You know your stuff. And, and, and that is more important. And I say, right. you know, we need to have more FJs out here. Women who are working, very proud of what she's doing, very knowledgeable of who she's going to serve. She has a plan for her position. She's not just going in there. You can see she's thought about it. Oh, let me tell you, my husband actually asked me that question the other day. He said, what is the highest level of politics you would like to go to? And I told him, I said, you know, if I ever had the opportunity to serve in the state senate, Ooh, okay. That would that would make me very happy. In fact, we do have a Democrat running for that. That's uh, Susan Chris. She's running for state senate right now. But I said, if I ever went anywhere, that's exactly where I would stop. Would be legislation because I figured that by the time you finish being JP, because remember this, most people don't know, but Al Green, who've been sitting. And, and a U.S. congressman in Congressional District 9 forever, but he started out as a JP. I think this is a fantastic way for you to serve your community. You are done mud. You are from a family of activists. Oh, yeah. You're creating new uh, initiatives right here in Missouri County, and you're growing them, and you're helping other candidates. Why not go for the next big thing? So I hope you secure this Justice of the Peace position. Oh, yeah. We're going to secure this Justice of the Peace. I need y'all to get out there. Um, via my website, which is justvotejones.com. It's justvotejones.com. You can reach me via email at jones, the number four, JP, jones, the number four, JP, at gmail.com. And any social media platform you can think of, I have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Um, my kids help me with Snapchat, y'all. I, I haven't gotten I don't that do with that one. But it's... Uh, <laughs> But all my social media platform is at jones, the number four, jp at gmail.com. And if that doesn't do it for you and you're not one of them people who want to go anywhere near a computer, I want you to go to area code 832-848-0815. Again, that's area code 832-848-0815. That is my phone number. If you just want to go for giggles and dial that phone number, see if I'm going to answer, go ahead on and call it because I'm going to answer the phone. 
So I just want to encourage everyone to get out and get out there and vote. Got to just go out there, exercise your right to vote, and, and give us a call if you have any questions. So I'm F.J. Jones. I'm running for Justice of the Peace here in Missouri County in Precinct 4, and I look forward to seeing you at the polls.